I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to... Two girls watch TV. Good lord, I'm a mess. I hate internet cameras. They are the absolute worst. They are very, very unflattering. I, like, look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, huh, 7 out of 10. Solid 7. Right? And then I look in my web camera and I, like, dropped 4 points. Easy. Yep. 3 out of 10. If we're lucky. I don't, it's almost like the camera causes my hair to static. I know that's not a real thing. But for some reason, I have like all these flyaways from the moment I go from my mirror and step six feet into my living room with my camera. It's, it's got awful. It's like, I think that I'm having a good skin day. And then I look at myself in the camera on my computer and I'm like, whoa, there. Good, good skin day. No, no. Yes, even Otis is upset for, for us right now, as you can, as I'm sure you can hear, because, good Lord, I can't wait to go back to work. It's tough I being a mom. I never thought I'd say that. Hopefully it'll die down, but um, we're, we have not been shy to having dogs barking in the back of our recording. Hey, you know, hey. you know what, as long as it's your dog and not the neighbor's dog. Oh my God. I took the tablecloth off my my living room table, and I don't know if you remember what it looks like um, for anybody listening, it's glass, right? So now Otis goes under the table and he looks at me through the glass. And I'm like, I see you. I see how you're going to be a bad boy. Like I'm watching it happen. (laughs) Don't mess this up. Oh my goodness. Well, Christina, I'm having a bit of tea while recording this. Because I thought that it was very appropriate to have some tea while recording the very British, British show. Actually, it's not very British, but it does take place in 1813 Britain. It does. Today, we are going to be discussing the Netflix runaway series, Bridgerton. Bridgerton on Netflix, as you said. It is currently number one on Netflix. I th- isn't it like, didn't we read something about it being like, it's most the most streamed show on Netflix ever? Ever? I don't, I don't know, know about ever. Maybe I'm making this up. I feel like I saw, well, it's number definitely number one. It's definitely trend, it's been trending for like a month. It has. It has. Solid. It's literally a month now because it came out Christmas, right? Christmas Day? Did it? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it aired. It's very, very new. This was another one where we had a very quick turnaround time. We did. We, we felt the hype. We saw the hype. We followed the hype, as as many people are doing, because I feel like... That was like our own version of Veni Vidi Vici. That was good. I applaud you for that. Thank you. We came, we saw, we conquered. We met thine hype. (laughs) We proceeded to follow thine hype. We jumped on thine bandwagon of thine hype listen our, our, our lady whistle down pamphlets may have arrived a little late for us but we're here yeah well we're about to whistle down ourselves at this point <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dish the fish on this one right we are indeed 
So at this current moment,、mm. there are no nominations for Bridgerton, but perchance there will be. And I would like to ask you then, because since there's nothing in this category, let's talk Golden Globes. Because by the time this episode comes out, we will have the nominations. So we're predicting, okay? So we have、okay. no like insider trading information here. Like we're going off of like what we saw, right? Danielle, what or who do you think would be nominated based on this show at the Golden Globes? Not Emmys, just Globes. Oof. Okay, so. Because I have two things that I think.、Um, I need a refresher on the categories. So for this, this is going to be like a TV show, musical, or comedy type deal. I know. I actually, I don't know because someone died, but they died off camera. I don't. And th- I forget. I have a feeling. I don't think this is going to be a comedy. I think this is going to be more of a drama. Thank God. Does it, <laughs> does it say comedy? I'm going to lose my mind. Does it say comedy? I don't know. I hope to God it's not listed as comedy. I'll lose my mind. Series, okay. So best drama series, okay. Best musical comedy series, okay. Best television motion picture, no. No. Best actress television motion picture, no. Television motion picture. Best television actress drama series, okay. Okay. So yeah, and then、Wait. it's gonna go like actor,、um, actress. Actor drama series.、Um, then they have actress musical comedy, actor musical comedy, best supporting actress television.、Mm-hmm. Just says television, and the last one I think is best supporting actor television. Yeah. So there's no costumes or anything for this. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if this is going to get nominated. I don't know if it's going to be able to knock out some of the other stuff that has come out. I don't. I don't I think our girl is going to get nominated as best supporting actress. Who?、Uh, the what's her face? The girl who plays Nicola, Daphne. Nicola. No. Oh,、girl. I、They're, hope Nicola Coughlin gets nominated. I freaking. I'm calling it. I think she's going to get nominated. I don't know if she'll win, but I think she'll get nominated for best supporting actress. If, but this came out so late. I wonder if it even qualifies for the Globes. It might only qualify for the Emmys. Now that I think about it. Um, I think it could potentially. I think it could potentially. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what I forget the cut. We've tried to research the deadlines, and I feel like I need an agenda just for our podcast <laughs> at this point. A color coded, uh, uh, what's the word? What the planner? Yeah, that's it. Agenda planner. Whatever. Whatever. There's a special color for things that we do. It's purple. It's purple. We're purple. We're the purple people、color. eaters. Yeah. All right. Everything、um, I do that's creative is purple. Anyway. I do. I don't know if this will hold up to actually be nominated. I predict that in the drama category, The Undoing will be nominated. So we'll keep keep this eye out for that one. Okay.、Um, okay. Do we want to get into our character list because it's a doozy? I have to go into the summary. Oh right, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> A time of year when debutantes are in season to find husbands. Through events like bulls, Daphne Bridgerton is determined to find her suitor in her very first season. An unexpected run-in with the Duke of Hastings lights a spark for a perfect ruse. Feelings are caught and caught up in the moment they be. With no other alternative, the two marry. 
Now the Duchess learns some remarkable secrets about her Duke. With drama afoot at every angle, Lady Whistledown certainly has enough to keep her column alive for a long time, provided she isn't found out. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So this is a doozy of a character list. I want to start out with the Bridgerton family. It is headed by their mom, Violet, played by Ruth Gemmell. She is a widow with eight children who she named alphabetically. Her eldest son is Anthony Bridgerton, played by Jonathan Bailey. He became in charge of the family earlier than he expected, and he's being a little whiny bitch about it. He's a mess. (laughs) His brother is Benedict, played by Luke Thompson. Uh, He becomes friends with the local painter, Lord Granville, played by Julian Overden, who introduces him to salacious underground sex parties. His sister is Eloise, played by Claudia Jesse. Uh, she is someone who thinks the whole coming out parade is ridiculous, and she would much rather read and keep her independence and also do a little digging on who Lady Whistledown is. Um, they have a brother, Colin, played by Luke Newton. Uh, he is too pure for this world. He falls in love with Miss Marina Thompson, played by Ruby ba- Baker. She's cousins with the Featherington family, who is helping her find a husband, but she is with child from another man. Ah! The shining star of the Bridgerton family is Daphne, played by Phoebe Denever. Uh, she is dubbed the jewel of the season by the queen, but after a ruse that turns into lust, she is forced, quote-unquote, to marry the Duke of Hastings, a.k.a. Simon, played by uh, Reg Jean Page. Uh, the Duke is an old friend of Anthony's, but is troubled by being raised by an unlovable father. Uh, He lives in seething hatred uh, for his father until he falls in love with Daphne. Daphne? Daphne. 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 Why did I add an L? All right. Then we have the Featherington family, who is from New Money. Uh, It's headed by Portia Featherington, played by Polly Walker. She's trying to marry off her three daughters and also deal with the Miss Thompson scandal. Um, Her daughters are Philippa Featherington, played by Harriet Keynes, Prudence Featherington, played by Bessie Carter, and Penelope Featherington, played by our girl, our dairy girl, we know and love, Nicola Coughlin. Penelope is the only normal Featherington She's friends with Miss Thompson, Thompson, but gets very upset when she attempts to trap Colin, and she's in love with Colin. Uh, she's also very tight with Eloise, so she she's in the background doing a lot of things. Um, we have Lady Danbury, played by Oja Ondu. Uh, this is the Duke's aunt and probably one of the wisest people on the show. Um we have Queen Charlotte, played by Golda Rochhuvel, and then none other than our narrator, Lady Whistledown, whose voice is none other than goddamn Julie Andrews. Ugh, we're getting the E. I don't care. It's Julie Andrews. It's Julie freaking Andrews. <laughs> that was an excellent place to sense yourself. It's Julie freaking Andrews. It is. It's, I'm sorry, it's uh, the Queen of Genovia. All well, so all I heard really were the few times when she would talk, I could only think of like the sound of music. Oh, really? And yeah, when uh, what is it before they begin Do Re Mi? She's like, 
when you learn, you begin with A, B, C. And that's like all I heard. Or good... like when she's calling the children to sing like so long for about children, children. Like that's that's what was playing in the back of my mind. Those memories came to the forefront. When I, and I was like, my mom was like, this isn't Julie. I was like, uh, who else is Julie Andrews in this? It has to be it's the narrator. Ju- it's Julie Andrews. Yeah. I just and always. Her voice just sounds deeper than it did. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I think that's what threw my mom off. Um, I just always think of Princess Diaries, where Julie Andrews comes out, the elegant European woman didn't stay for tea, but the promise of tomorrow hung in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Now I need to go watch Princess Diaries. All right, let's talk about this climax. There's a lot going on. We got a lot of moving parts. Let's start with part number one. We have Daphne and Simon. After boning all over the place, Mm -hmm. this is where we're really going to get explicit, and I did my best to keep it clean. They were boning everywhere. Daphne realizes that the Duke has a strong pullout game. (laughs) I didn't know how else to word that. It is not that he cannot have children, but it is that he will not have children based on what he told his father on his father's deathbed. So Daphne realized that caused a rift between both of them. That's part number one. Part number two, we have the Marina Thompson baby out of wedlock issue. Marina gets exposed um, by by Wadey, by Lady (laughs) Whistledown to Colin Bridgerton and her plan to like pull the wool over Colin's eyes and marry him and convince Colin that it's his baby. That plan goes down the tubes. She attempts to brew some abortion tea, and she thinks that that got rid of her baby, but it did not. So that's part number two. Part number three, Eloise is on a quest to expose Whistledown. The whole show, she's been on the hunt trying to figure out who this Whistledown lady is, partially, probably, because she's jealous and she wants to be Whistledown. She finally gets to the conclusion that it has to be the modiste Delacroix because she hears all the gossip from her store. It makes sense. It does make sense. Then we get part number four. The Featheringtons are broke because Lord Featherington is a degenerate gambler. (laughs) He wants to pay and he wants to uh, pay off the Duke's friend to throw his match so that he can make his money back. So those are our parts. We get to the, f- the final episode, episode seven. Uh, the Duke and Duchess are throwing a ball in London to close out the season. Marina Thompson's uh, lover, his brother comes to pay her a visit and ha- brings the unfortunate news that George is dead. But because my brother left you, I will marry you. This is a big win for the Featheringtons because they're finally getting this girl married off. But that doesn't... We'll get to it. We'll get to that. So that's one one thing that happens. Featherington wins big at the match because his friend does throw the match. But the sketchy guys that he placed his bets with aren't buying that this guy lost on his own account. So there is a little bit of, hmm, okay. 
Daphne begins to investigate the OG Duke of Hastings and realizes that Simon grew up with a speech impediment that pissed off his dad all of his life. Lady Danbury illuminates the details of this rift between both of them, and Daphne begins to realize why Simon is refusing to have children. The night of the ball, Eloise hears from the queen's servant <laughs> the queen's men have tracked where Lady Whistledown prints her pamphlet. She goes and waits for for Lady Whistledown and almost finds out her identity, but then shoes her off as the queen's men gets to her because she doesn't want the queen's men to arrest Lady Whistledown because she wants to try to get Lady Whistledown to post good stuff good stuff about the Featheringtons. Okay, now how much more do you want me to talk about? Well, I kind of did mine in parts, too. So I think... Because there's a lot of crap happening. (laughs) Well, so here's what I have for, like, the... I I guess they're more like resolutions, if anything. Yeah. Um, So Daphne and Simon resolve their issues as they're being washed away in the rain and they learn to forgive each other for what's happened. Mm -hmm. We later see her, they skip nine months ahead, we're assuming, and she's giving birth and they have a son. Yeah. Lord Featherington, as you said, has been killed or is just dead. And we don't see this happen on the screen. We assume that it has something to do with that bet, but we don't know who now has control of the Feathering estate. We just know that one man does. Mm -hmm. And it was good timing that Marina Thompson left because all this stuff is happening like right after her carriage took away. Okay. I also don't think we mentioned this. Marina Thompson originally told... Uh, George's brother that no I can't marry you but then she's like lol JK I will marry you and they they head off to live happily ever after right the dead I wrote the dead lover's brother the dead lover's brother <laughs> yes and then that's a good band name. as she escapes um and Eloise saves her the last thing we hear is a narration of Whistledown and the last thing that we see paralleling with this audio is a Penelope Featherington riding away in a hooded cloak. And she's writing the pamphlet. She's Lady Whistledown. Yeah, was, well, they, she doesn't actually say it, so I just paralleled them together. But mm-hmm. yeah. But it's yeah. implied. She yeah. must do a really good <laughs> Julie Andrews impersonation. It's a heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy imply. <laughs> The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. What right. did uh, IMDb rate this? So IMDb gave it a 7.3 out of 10. Okay. And the best episode was The Duke and I, which got an 8.2 out of 10. Okay. That's good. Metacritic has the meta score at a 74 and the audience score at a 6.2. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it an 89%, and the audience gave it an 82%. Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes is much higher. The Duke and I, is that episode six? I think so. (laughs) I think so. So so the Bang Fest is when, (laughs) is the highest rated episode. Oh, wait, actually... Hold on. Or is that when they get married? Is that episode five? Here we go. Seasons one. Yes, it was episode six. Is is the highest rated episode. What is happening to my screen right now? Like, 
No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not it's, episode six? There's, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight episodes, it's episode five. Okay, so that's when they get married. So to fend off the rumors about the garden escapade, Simon and Daphne must make a personal appeal to the queen. Um, Marina's wedlock scheme dismays Penelope. Okay. That's the one. That yeah. that was a good episode, I will say. Because that's when we finally got the, like, the profession of love from Simon. And yeah. it was actually like, okay, we, we actually are getting a pulse out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, that was extremely frustrating to watch. Yes, it was. Just, just express your feelings, dude. I want to shake them. All right. I am ready for your review. So, all right. It was hard to choose one. There were quite a few, like, really, really, really bad reviews. Like, um, they're saying, uh, Metacritic says that there's, like, all these. Wait, I didn't click this. What is happening to my computer right now? Christina. I don't understand. But. I had it open on Metacritic. A lot of them were like garbage reviews. There were a decent amount of good reviews. So then I just went to like IMDb and where is it? I didn't copy and paste it. This is a problem. This is a problem. (laughs) Damn it. You go first. I can't find it. I need to find it again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. So I picked a three out of five star review. And there are some things that I agree with and some things that I do not agree with. Um, This says, started off glamorously and beautifully filmed, descended into cheap porn when she finally gets her man. The main character is completely mousy. It was hard to believe she was the crown jewel. The handsome brooding duke is far more enigmatic. The queen is by far the best and could have been a much bigger part. Lots of visuals appeal, amazing costumes, filmography. Personally, just didn't care for how the relationship devolved between the two leads. The younger sisters are great, as are the working class girlfriends of the Bridgerton brothers. Many other subplots that are enjoyable, including various deceptions. However, main criticism is too much waltzing and too much sex. That should never be a main criticism, in my personal opinion. Um, A lot to unpack there. Um, I do not think that the main female character is mousy. I think that they did an absolutely incredible job casting the actress of Daphne. Because if you look, if you study art... From that time, that's what they looked like. That was their definition of beautiful. And to be very honest, I think that she was very beautiful. She looked very young, but then again, she's supposed to be young because women were young when they got married back then. So in that respect, I think that the casting was great, and I think that her being the crown jewel was spot on because the definition of beauty back then was very different from what the definition of beauty is now. So that's, that's gripe number one with this review. Um, (laughs) I do believe that the costumes were also amazing. 
Um, I will say that I don't think it was too much sex. I think that it went... I guess this is also a low for me. I think that it wasn't spaced out enough. It literally went from zero to Philippa Gregory novel in episode six. All of a sudden, like, they were banging everywhere in front of everyone. And I do think that it was a little bit jarring to see. And I think that that was my issue with it. They did a montage of sex <laughs> to Taylor Swift's wildest dream inst- instrumental like every movie that i've seen with a montage in it like the girls like buying clothes right and like changing into different outfits or like she's trying to be like less of a nerd so she's getting cooler glasses I feel like this was an absolutely terrible representation of a montage. Get out of here. I, I can't. It, was, I, it, it wasn't it was even worth it. For what? For what did you waste all of this time, energy, and effort for to create a montage? I understand that we needed to know that she didn't understand how sex worked. Yeah. I understand that. And I understand that that is a plot point here. Yeah. Um, And I understand that we needed to understand that she's been through this a lot and still doesn't get it. And it's not until she sits that has a sit down with her maid um, or not maid. I forget. No, it was her maid. Her maid. Rose. And it's like totally understood. But. I don't think you needed to drill it into people's heads like that. I felt I don't I think we uh, there were other things that had context clues that were added and I think context clues would have been beautifully represented in in the way in in a way here. I don't think it needed to be like a montage of sex. I think that it was a little too pandering to the audience and to like a certain type of person who would enjoy this. Like, because there is a whole, I reference Philippa Gregory, there is a whole realm of historical romance novels. And I feel like it was very pandering to that. And I also feel like, in my personal opinion, like, they're they're having sex all over the place in broad daylight in front of everyone. Like, I don't think that that was something they needed to do. In my personal opinion. I don't know if that was something that was done, period. I mean... <laughs> no, that definitely was not done. But it kind of it kind of goes against the elements that they've created for this time. I think broken rules for the world that you create have to run very scarcely. Because you're making rules and you're creating this world. And it's based on a historical time period. But we're basing this on a time where a mother couldn't... And they said this, so it's not just me assuming... A mother couldn't even explain to her daughter how the honeymoon works of a marriage. Yeah. Everything, everything is taboo here. I mean, we're creating a world where you can't even hold hands with someone. You like someone, ask them to dance. Exactly. Right. So you're breaking those rules then by having this, like, essentially ludicrous form of an act on camera compared to like what these people thought in this world that you've created at this time period. Yeah. It just, it was a rule that they, they broke their own rules. 
Yeah. And I don't know if it was intended. I'm assuming that it was, but I mean, it didn't, it, it wasn't consistent with the world that they created. Yeah. I think that's the whole Simon and Daphne love fest. I think it was a whole thing of rule breaking because they were living within such rules and Simon also had his own rules that he set up for himself that Daphne did not even know about. Um, And I think that it was like them being in love and having all this lust that goes along with it. I think that it was just a little bit over the top the way that they did it in my personal opinion so yeah no i i'm i'm i agree with you a hundred percent i just think that that being said i like i said i am not one to shy away from the smut we uh, game of thrones is one of my favorite shows I i like the smut but I think that it was it was jarring because it happened so quickly I mean, that I was I mean, like, what What am I? <laughs> like, I, I had to cover my own eyes, be like, what am I watching? What, what happened? It's, it's not that it just happened so quickly, but it happened so slowly. I mean, there was like one scene that was like five minutes long. Like whenever these things happen, a lot of times it's like cut away or it blacks out or it switches to another scene. And, like, all it switched to was, like, a different angle. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what? What's happening here? Like, what? What am I watching? Like, I would look at the top and I would say, like, when it says, like, rated whatever and then it tells you what's going to be in it. And I was like, sex again? <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. Did you... I, I, you know, I think, Danielle, I think about shows that we have truly admired on this podcast, like Succession. Mm-hmm. And I just think about how they handled like lust and differently, completely differently romance. And I know it's a completely different show. I'm not. I'm not. Try- I'm not trying to compare apples and oranges here. But what I will say is that it can be done. It doesn't need to be this way. But the context clues and the writing can be there. And I think what needed to be done in place of this is the writing. I think there needed to be more writing here. I agree, but I also think that they wanted that audience that would be like, oh, heck yeah, this is going down. Like, they want that romance novel audience to be happy for that whole montage scene. That's who they were pandering to their audience, and that's their audience. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it was a lot. And, I, and you're right, it wasn't spaced out enough. So it's like, did they only want them to watch, like, one episode? <laughs> I don't know. Because a lot of it happened only in one episode. And then it was like... you Yeah, you had, like, little instances. Like, you had uh, Anthony banging the... Um, oh, right from the start. Yeah, right that away. was the first thing that... <laughs> I didn't even know that this was going to be, like a lot of sex until all of a sudden that scene happened. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, clutch my pearls. Oh, no. (laughs) I watched this entire series with my mom. I was going to text you and be like, "Uh, I wish you would have. I wish you would have. Personal warning there. (laughs) Thank God. Because I almost said, let's watch this for family night. No, don't let Rosie see that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you find your review? I think so. Okay. I'm just going to read this one. Okay. Walmart version of Downton Abbey. It's a three out of 10. I was actually looking forward to the show as the trailers were promising. That promise was not fulfilled. I found the story 
choppy, the characters cardboard cutouts, and some of the acting very bad. No passion and no life. I always saw the actors and never the characters. I was never allowed to lose myself in the story and feel anything for the characters. So I want to call some attention here because I, I think... I agree with the fact that there may have been elements missing from the story. Okay. But I think that most of the characters were pretty good actors. Yeah, I I don't agree with that. I, I did find that. myself getting lost with the characters. And you can kind of tell which characters are questionable with their morals and which ones are very pure and kind. And I, I don't think I necessarily agree with that. I think it was more of the 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 plot the story mm-hmm. I think for me than the than from what they said than the characters because um like I found myself saying like just tell her how you feel like just just tell them that this is a thing or whatever found myself getting frustrated and as you know I like when I get frustrated I like when a character makes me feel frustrated because I think that's an important feeling to have when you're like watching a character, when you get excited for them, when you get, they make you frustrated. I think those are all elements of a character doing their job. But I think, I think that there was something missing from the story or maybe that the story just didn't blend together enough for me. I, I wish I could figure it out, but there's, I feel like there was something missing. I don't know if, and I, I don't know if it was the writing. I don't know. I, I will say this. And it does go a little bit into my expectation. Uh, when I watched it, I felt very strong Pride and Prejudice vibes because okay. it was of a similar storyline. It's about women coming out in society, the expectations that women had in this same time period. Um, but I just felt like they took the story of Pride and Prejudice and made it more gossipy more like drama series and it kind of it kind of devalued that story a little bit more like they were constantly trying to push that story of like a woman's place what women are expected at that time period and they kind of made simon that mr darcy character but they made him a bad version of Mr. Darcy because so many times you wanted to shake him and slap him and be like, just freaking explain your issues. Talk it out. Yeah. That's a, that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I didn't, I didn't even think about it like that, but I, I feel like I should have. I will English say movie, you know? Pride and Prejudice, the movie with Keira Knightley, which if you are a big like literature fan you're probably scoffing at me and that's totally fine but I freaking love that movie so much I watch it all the time I've watched it since I was younger and I find it very very entertaining literature Uh, majors are only scoffing at you because you've referenced the movie and not the book that's true I honestly if I'm being completely honest like I did not read the book when it got assigned we had to read that I did not read it Mr. Garducci come and take my diploma like that's fine Come at me. Come at me. I didn't do my homework. I did I love it. <laughs> Not like that homework was due over 10 years ago or anything. <laughs> like past the, um, the term, the time of, um, what am I looking for? What's the term I'm looking for? I Nicholas knows when you can. What's that? What's pa- the- when you want to. When you have a crime and you've committed a crime or you want to like tell someone that they did a thing Confess? and it's. it's, it's 
It's too long of a time. It's too long of a time period, so they can't press statue charges. Statue of limitations. Thank you. That's, That's a statue it. of limitations. That's it. Gone. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I don't know why I'm saying you're welcome. He's the one that, <laughs> that answered the question for you. Yeah, that was it. That's what I, that's what I was thinking of. Pass the statute of limitations. So was that your low that the, the writing was something was missing? I feel like something was missing. And I don't think it was the acting. I wasn't a huge fan of all of the... It was way more sexual than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I... Um, I don't, I only shy away from that stuff sometimes, but I don't mind it in Game of Thrones. So like, if I don't mind it in Game of Thrones, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. So I think it was every fight scene also was like, absolutely. The only one that was good was when Antony and um, Simon are fighting in that room and they break the table. Yeah. Every other fight scene is garbage. It's all fake. They have a shaky camera. They have sound effects. It's garbage fight scenes. Garbage. Yeah. If it's coming from what's her name that runs the... um, the dress store it's garbage right we'll make it friends <laughs> Delacroix. It's just garbage all right can I tell you one of the major lows that I had to really I had to dissect my feelings on this okay go ahead so it was hard for me to watch this show coming from an art history background okay so this takes place in 1813 London right Queen, the queen is way to Marie Antoinette. There were multiple articles. I have one right here from the Telegraph um, that said that the showrunners were inspired by Sofia Coppola's 2006 movie Marie Antoinette, which is one of my favorite movies. I actually just recently rewatched it, and I realized that the movie dialogue-wise not that good, but visually it's absolutely incredible. Um, Marie Antoinette. Um, I mean, the style, it's a Rococo style. It's really, really over the top. Right. But if Marie Antoinette was beheaded in 1793, the queen should not have looked like Marie Antoinette because she would have been worried about getting her own head beheaded if she's running around looking like Marie Antoinette. So... It also happened in a totally different century, technically. Yeah, it's like she should have learned from, I mean, people knew about Marie Antoinette getting beheaded. So there's no way that that woman would have looked that way, had those over-the-top hairdos. I get it for the, like, the flair of the show, but it wasn't accurate. So I had to really take that thought and just put it behind me and be like, all right, it's not historically accurate fine that's not what they're trying to do here they're trying to make a visually over the top show okay but honestly i didn't think the queen character was that good of a character that was my that was my personal low i think that they could have toned it down a little bit i think i needed to find out more about her weaknesses because one of them was clearly that her husband the king was facing onset dementia yeah um, I think I needed to know a little bit more about her to really understand her. I think that they could have stuck more, they could have done their just research on history and they could have made it more like 
the actual like historical events, but they just went to Marie Antoinette. Don't get me wrong, I love Marie Antoinette, but it's just no, too much. I know, but it's, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like they just Googled it. Exactly, and they took the first link. It's like when people order. I went out to eat with my friends, John and Jerry, and I'm absolutely throwing them under the bus right now um, because we went out to eat and it was an Italian restaurant and I'm reading through the whole menu. And I think one of them ordered like chicken Parmesan and then the other one ordered like spaghetti and meat. I can't remember. And I was like, did you guys just take your phones out and Google Italian food and pick the first thing that showed up? Oh like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, there's so many other options. Pick the two most boring options. It was something that was so, like, mainstream Italian food that, like, you never even know if it's going to be right. Give me the spadini. <laughs> Give me the, the... Meanwhile, I ordered a chicken salad because I was like, whatever. <laughs> Italian food is Italian food, and I eat it all the time. But it was almost like they... It's, from what you're saying, it sounds like they just Googled, like something from around this era and then the first thing they came up but. yeah i will say though the costumes of the other girls the bridgertons and the featheringtons those were amazing they're well, they're also not that said that they wouldn't they aren't the same like it wasn't the right costumes for that era no like no yeah they 100 percent were not but damn it were they beautiful no, I thought that too, but then that's crazy that like you're taking this time period and you're taking all these pieces from other time periods that don't match it. Like why wouldn't you just create the fantastical world for the time period that you've used or use a different time period? If you think about it, like some of those fabrics that they were using, they were covered in glitter. Do you think that they design they had glitter back in 1813 London? No. No, it was fairy dust. Are you crinkling? Sorry, Nicholas is snacking right it's next to me. Um, so my high was that, I mean, though they put the historical elements behind them, the show was very beautiful. The soundtrack was great. And I did find the show very entertaining. I was entertained. I didn't find myself, like, needing to know what happened next. Okay. We've watched shows where I was like, damn it, I don't have time for another episode right now. Right. Like, ripping, like maneuvering my schedule around so that I have time to watch another one so that I could just like get a little bit more of the story. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel that with this. Yeah. Maybe that's it. And that's on me. But I really wanted to like this show more than I do. Mm-hmm. And like I, to- I tolerate, I liked it, but I also tolerated it. But yeah. there, there have been shows that we've watched, drama shows. I'm not just talking comedy. There have been drama shows that we've watched. There have been Netflix shows that we've watched, Stranger Things. <laughs> where I'm like, I need to know. Yep. Mm. But yep. I wasn't needing. I was like, all right, I'll know. That's true. But I feel like that's that's also um, like levels of gossip. You know, like if I were to parallel it with the storyline, it's like, how juicy is the gossip that you're giving me? And do I care? Yeah, I, I can agree. I can agree with you there. Snack break. Um, what did you have to snack on while watching this? Well, we watched it um, at night for the most part. Uh, so I had my Lara bars with either a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, depending mm. on how late 
we started watching it. So I have a lot of cashew cookie um, Lara bars, but also threw some blueberry muffin ones in there. They're not Ooh. bad, but carrot cake may take the throne. Yeah. Carrot cake is so good. Everyone go out and have a carrot cake Lara bar right now, unless you're allergic to nuts, then don't. So I had some farro sweet potato Brussels sprout bowls, roasted some brussies, some sweet potatoes, and some onions, and then I mixed it with some farro, and uh, I put a little bit of like a spinach salad on top too with the little pumpkin seeds. It was very, very good. So do you ever feel like when you eat something like that, it doesn't hold you over because there's no protein in it? No, I actually felt very, very full. Like I couldn't, I actually could not finish it, which was surprising. It's very rare for me. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like those, I, I love those ideas and those recipes, but they're hit or miss for me because sometimes I'm starving like two hours later. Uh, gotcha. Because of the lack of protein. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, does farro have protein in it though? Isn't it like a wheat I'm or not... like a barley? No, or like it's like a something? grain. Yeah, that's yeah. If okay. you switch out the farro for quinoa, I feel like you would be good because quinoa is like packed protein. Mm, I don't know. I think there's more carbohydrates in quinoa than protein, like a lot more. Okay. But I do like quinoa, and I like quinoa hot and cold. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I'll try that, but not now, because because whole thirty, I have to wait. You got a little bit of time. Oh God, it's almost over. <laughs> what uh, did you expect out of this show? I the one expectation that I wrote down was like I did not expect there to be as many sex scenes as there were I did not either when I I watched the trailer I thought it was Pride and Prejudice mixed with Gossip Girl like that's what it was giving me because you Gossip Girl you had the mysterious narrator who know mysteriously knows all the gossip and they're trying to figure out who it is but then also you got women trying to get married off and yeah I just I got that vibe also did not expect it to be so explicit. I mean, I, I think I expected it, but not as much Yeah, is where I'm at, I think, on that. I'm, so We had a conversation with her mom beforehand, but I do wonder where they're going to take this second season. I well, So that was one of the things that I was thinking about. I like how they, they did close, they resolved some things, but they left other things open. Like, we don't know how Lord Featherington actually died. Nope. You know, was he killed in the room? Did he try to escape? Or are they just holding him captive and maybe he's not dead and they're just saying that he's dead yep. because they want the deed to his house? Did they go after the other guy, the, um, the boxer? We don't know. Yeah. Who owns the house? You know, will Marina Thompson come back at some point? Yep. We don't know. Is the, um, you know, my mom brought up the point of, is the baby, the birthing of the baby a dream? Because, like, at one point I thought, like, what if, like, this is a, um, if it is a dream, like, I thought maybe he was going to throw the baby off the balcony and it was like a dream. Like, he was, and he couldn't handle having a child. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Or maybe they're just, yeah, because they just sped ahead nine months if we're seeing her give birth, so. Right, so we don't know, like, you know, how did we get there? How did all of us, how did that all of a sudden become okay? Yeah. Um, There was a lot of skipping around there. So I would imagine with the second season, they would have to backtrack a little bit to 
kind of fill in those gaps because they just gaps like nine months. Yeah. And then we're also going to see Anthony trying to find a wife because he's like trying to kill the one he wanted. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. That was that was the one thing that I needed. I needed fulfilled because he he did leave that house like they lingered on his face for too long. Like he he was going to do something and then nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, should be interesting. But oh, by the way, they did confirm they're doing a second season. So, yes, I saw it on IMDb and yeah. I saw it on Netflix. All right, can I tell you my IRL moment? Yes. Okay, so I when I first started watching this, I watched it with the closed captioning on, and then like once I got into it, I'm like, okay, I I got the accents, I'm good here. But when I was watching it with the closed captioning on, <clears throat> whenever they would start playing a song at one of the balls. They put up the band who did the songs because it, throughout the whole series, it's all just pop, like contemporary songs in strings. I completely forgot about the Vitamin String Quartet because I used to listen to them in college because I could not listen to lyrics when I when I like was studying, but mm-hmm. I could listen to like contemporary string like re-recordings because that I knew the the music and I knew the songs but it was n- non-instrument uh, non-lyrical mm-hmm. so I completely forgot about the vitamin string co- quartet I used to love them in college loved it I loved the entire soundtrack it was amazing I think mine was um when Anthony apologizes to Colin or maybe it's not Colin maybe it's um Benedict no I think it's Benedict it might be. It's either one of them. I forget. He has so much apologizing to do. He does. So I think he apologizes. I thought it was Colin. But he um, he says something and then the brother says, <laughs> Have, has, is it raining locusts outside? <laughs> like a plague is upon us. And I can't tell you how many times where things happen out of the blue, like things that I thought weren't coming and I'm like, you know, all, the second coming of Christ is going to come before this. Like, I use, like, those kind of references that made me laugh. My father used to do that, too. That's funny. Oh, my goodness. All right. I think we did it all. We did. It's over for now. For now. We'll, we'll see if it gets nominated, and we'll let you know. We'll keep you posted. I'm excited for the rest of February. We have a lot of um, a lot of exciting things. We do. Um, are we, we Danielle and I weren't as diligent with our yoga with Adrian in January. Um, I fell off. I, I have some catching up to do. I do intend to finish it, um, but I do have a few more yoga videos to do. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get done eventually. Eventually, eventually. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, hey, it's two girls on Instagram and Twitter. Class 16 on Instagram and Twitter. Danielle Kobianki on Instagram. Send us an email. Okay, the watch list is out now. Take a look at the watch list. Watch the stuff. And then send us reviews because we will read them on the podcast. That we will. If, if they're good, if we like them. Or if we don't and we want to make fun of you. Like, we'll figure it out, right? So check out the blog, Beer, Coffee, Donuts, and the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. That's it. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye. What's up?